Welcome to Peel the Onion, a podcast where we peel the layers of our existential self, figure out what the fuck is going on, and dissect the shitstorm that is our beautiful world. I'm Andrew, and with me I have the wonderful Nat Fraser from Existential Offerings, who is a therapist, working on a doctorate in existential psychotherapy, and just a mind-blowing psychologist. And also the wonderful Samaya from Heart of Euphoria, who by day is a people participation worker, and at night a self-proclaimed creative rambler. Fuck, that's a mouthful in itself, isn't it? Jesus. It is. <laughs> 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 Didn't realise until, until you finished. You need a breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a breath. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for joining. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. How, how are we doing? Let's get that out of the way first. Do you guys want to Let's introduce each other who's so we know first? whose voice has got whose? All right, go on now. You can start. Yeah, yeah, I'm Natalie. This is Natalie's voice. This is Natalie's uh, moment, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what quite this moment's going to entail, but I suppose that's exactly what's exciting about this podcast. Um, yeah, really, really happy to be here. So thanks for having me. And as always, the conversations with us three do tend to ramble into interesting realms. So I'm excited for this this evening. Perfect. That's Natalie's voice. And Sumaya, over to you. And this is my voice, Sumaya. Uh, as Natalie very eloquently put, this is my moment. Um, <laughs> I'm quite, I'm quite excited about this. I, I can't wait to get chatting. Um, we always start in England, end in Australia, so it'll be absolutely amazing to see uh, what comes out today. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. All right, so. First things that I thought would be quite an interesting thing to talk about is just exactly what we've done really there is how we describe ourselves. So how would you introduce yourselves and or just each or how would we describe each other? Um, so just for the listeners, for us three, for the last, since the beginning of lockdown, um, every Wednesday we've been part of, part in a group where we have a chat for I think it's around about two hours um, and most of it is just about the current life its situations um, and from there on really we've kind of kicked it off and felt that the things that we do discuss is actually quite valuable for other people to hear as well so for me I think Natalie I mean Natalie's been a, a good friend for mine for a long time she's definitely one of the most quirkiest people that I know, but yeah, at the same time, she's got her head so screwed on that sometimes it's actually quite mind-blowing. So as it goes for a introduction to Natalie, that's, that's I think, how I would introduce you to you to other people. That's, that's totally bonkers. I love that. And I love how you've touched on her quirkiness. Because that's, that's exactly what you are, Natalie. Like, when when you get talking to you and you get into a conversation and you know you start a discussion what comes out more beyond anything is you're like no one i've ever met and that's a good thing that's a good thing it's absolutely amazing it's refreshing it really is really refreshing to have that it's amazing i agree with you there andrew what would you say that about andrew what would i say about <laughs> andrew yeah well <laughs> on camera i would say i'm joking no yeah he i suppose for those who've seen the website and for those who are about to 
listen to whatever comes out of here I think it will be pretty good representation of just how how endless he, he is he is just oh gosh a, a billion ideas all wrapped up in one but I what I really value about about Andrew is that a lot of these ideas manifest they either manifest as the actual idea or they manifest in some kind of like bonkers energetic way and you can just feel the 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 vibrancy even as we've understood during this current lockdown through the the computer which is absolutely mental but um yeah that's nice and i think that's definitely um it's definitely true i do have i I think there's definitely a hell of a lot of ideas that i tend to hold on to and just see kind of where it goes i mean this the idea for the podcast was only about two weeks ago that we thought actually fuck it let's do it where it comes to and and um you know suppose here we are so yeah um i'd I'd stick with that i think you you hit the nail on the head there yeah Yeah. i'd say that okay how would Uh, i how would i how would i describe andrew so unlike nat and andy who have known each other for a long time i have known you guys for i thought you were going to say i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) well that would that would be a nice start actually i have no idea who these two are they emailed me one day and said would you do a podcast i said yes and here i am (laughs) i reckon just to be cruel we should do that we should just throw random friends into the mix of this podcast just make it really awkward for them and see how it turns out yeah 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 sink or swim sink or swim let's see what happens (laughs) yeah uh yeah so unlike nat and andy who sort of have a history together um i i mean how long has it been since i've been joining the groups and that i mean probably what is it we're we're november now and we started it in march so yeah probably when did I start around March, April? I don't know when I started. But None of us are mathematicians, <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> of all of this, so, yeah, like, multiplicity think, of all of us. <laughs> I think majority of us kind of joined in around about March, April. Anyway, it was the beginning of lock time, uh, lockdown when we, um, when, when yeah, we when originally kicked started. off. Yeah, and so, um, I mean, Andy's been very, uh, let's say he's been, he's been, He's been very uh, blunt and honest about who he is as a person. Showed us little snippets of the past, which were a joy to see. Um, I think what I would say about Andy is that he is an all-rounder. So sort of, if, you, if you've got something that needs a bit of DIY, Andrew's your man. Um, <laughs> if you're feeling a bit shit, Andrew's your man. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing with your life, Andrew's a man. Um, uh, <laughs> what is it? If you need someone to cook you dinner, Andrew's the man. He's sort of the go-to for anything and everything. And uh, again, he's as quirky as you get. Um, uh, and that's right. He's got a billion ideas rummaging around in that head of his, and it's it's a joy to watch him come alive. I mean, I mean, Nat, I'm sure you can agree with me. When Andrew talks about something, he likes or he has a light bulb moment honestly you could you could feel electricity he could light a light bulb just with the amount that goes on in his head it's amazing um for natalie what would i say how would i describe natalie so i'd say um i'd say deep down you're just this rock star punk like honestly deep down you're just this rock star 
punk and you've got you've got like the answers to so many things in life and what i love about you more than anything is you're always so willing to learn and normally you find people with fancy titles or who are in certain parts of you know the workforce and they're very sort of entitled and very sort of well i've done this and this is me therefore i have this presence and what's amazing with you is you don't have that you're very very open to other people you're always willing to learn i mean when we have other sessions you're there with your notepad and your pen you're writing away and it's absolutely amazing because i've never met anyone like that normally they're very entitled and very sort of you know this is me whereas yeah i agree with that one thing that does kind of make me laugh is that I mean, what you what you study, the seriousness that you take it, and you know, when I hear the amount of hours that you're putting in for your doctorate, yeah. um, but at the same time, when you you you'd smash out some really some really thought provoking stuff, and then you'd say, well, but this fucking knob jock thinks this about <laughs> that, you know. So it's quite nice because you you don't have that when I've spoken to other psychologists or, or doctors, stuff like that, there's a pretentiousness behind it, um, mm. which kind of makes, makes the f- try and be superior to your standard person, to your commoner. Um, and you don't have that. And I think that's what's, that's what, you know, that's, I think that's something that's really hard to have, but something's unique to have, which makes you, you know, excel over, you know over anyone else because i think i think probably where it comes from is that you don't really you don't you don't compete with others like you're in a you're you're sort of in a league of your own which you know which i'm sure is something that we'll we'll discuss is is important like just to not be competing with other people apart from yourself um and you know with with that comes a sense of being untouchable (laughs) Um, because firstly, if you just compete with yourself and you're staying humble, you know you're you're accelerating into into places that not a lot of people go because they get distracted by arrogance and by the thought of what other people think of them. Um, you know, which can always lead to a shitstorm, and supposedly that's something that takes you away from you know from from your actual happiness. Which you know, for me, I get through um, through achieving things. Um, so there's a lot of there's there's you've got a real like eclectic mix of really good traits um that you know that that's that's why i like like you for who you are um you know i mean there's us here you know blowing smoke up each other's asses but it's actually you know another thing that i think is quite important to you know to put out there is that it's actually it's nice to 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 hear what other people think of you um but also why your friends appreciate you for 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 who you are that you know can be fucking hard to see sometimes can't it yeah and i think you make a really important point there because it is abnormal when you think about it to hear people just dedicating significant amounts of time to just complimenting each other we live in societies that are so based on competition from the moment we're put into school, from the, even if we're born into a family, oh, your sister does it better, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you, you, we are raised in a world that, that cultivates competition. And, and with that often comes criticism. 
often comes judgment. And so I think it is refreshing and possibly what has made this, uh, this mental health for all support group that we've, we've all met each other in quite unique in that sense, because it is, there is space. We give each other space for sitting with each other's suffering, but also for complimenting each other, being open with each other, being real with each other and daring to, to expose our, well, well, exactly like this, to peel those layers off with each other and, and see how it sits with us. Yeah. And how does it sit with you guys getting, getting compliments, stuff like that? I mean, Samaya, we haven't even gotten around to you yet. I know. Why we... Oh, that's all right. You and love you for I'm sort of, I'm are. sort of, I'm sort of thinking about what you guys are saying in terms of compliments, and I think um, it goes back to looking at a generation where you're taught to work, 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 and you don't look at progress. You don't look at rewarding yourself. You don't look at acknowledging what you've done as a person because acknowledging these things and doing these things are looked at as time wasting or you could be doing something more productive and I remember having a conversation um with my mum you know a little while back and we were talking about the education system and how the education system itself really lacks the sort of um the, the side of praise I mean if you ask a kid how how school is when they come back more times than none they'll probably come out first with oh I, this happened and then I got in trouble for this uh, I didn't do my homework properly. I didn't do this properly. When actually, when they come back, you just feel like saying to them, you know what, well done for getting through today. And I don't feel like it's said enough in past generations or in the sort of education system that we have now. And I think this also affects people as they get older because you're not used to hearing these things and getting compliments then becomes something that, is quite triggering because it's not normal and again my experience with compliments was is very very strange it's it it sort of borders on if i get a compliment it's not right because anything good that happens to me is through the is through the grace of god anything bad that happens to me is due to my own actions and my own doings and imagine raising a generation with this mindset it's no wonder people are unhappy in the lives that they have or they feel like they're not excelling and I think it's really important even just as individuals to take time out for yourself before bed whether it's a five minute thing a two minute thing just to run over your day acknowledge the things that you've done right and empower yourself that way because if you don't do it for yourself no one else is going to jump in and do it for you and I found that to be quite fruitful because by doing that, the next day you wake up, you're more determined than ever, than ever to get what you want done. And your goals are so much more clearer and you're more motivated. And I think just those five minutes a night could really change you and really change the way you live your life, I guess, if I can say it like that. Do you feel, do you feel a bit daft doing it? Like giving yourself yeah. compliments at night? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You're sat there thinking, right, what have I done today? well done i had more water today than i did the previous day yeah does doesn't sound like i mean a I'm, thing. no I'm, I'm with you like i find it um i i found it really after my like breakdown about five six years or so ago um 
I found one of the things that when I was speaking to my counselor said, just, just have a look in the mirror and just be kind to yourself. And that was a stage when I was looking in the mirror. I, I, I couldn't, you know, I was looking at it, but I wasn't recognizing the person that was looking back at me. So speaking just to that person, be like, hey, what's going on, prick? You know, that's like the, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's why you win because there's so much self-hatred or yeah. not exactly self-hatred, but just lack of love for, for yourself or for myself that I find it very, very hard to do. Um, and then I, I remember when, you know, I, I built up enough courage to, to look in the mirror and say, hey, like, I love you. You know, you're, you're actually, you, you're okay. You're not a bad person. But I broke down in tears. Like just to just to have something like that, um, you know, say that to myself, and um, yeah, it was just it was something that took me a really long time just to come over the fact of just actually saying nice things to myself about myself. So I totally get it. It does seem a bit weird, but the more you do it, the more it kind of um, you know, the more the more easier it gets. I suppose. I suppose it's muscle memory as well, isn't it? You're training your mind to to do this and to instead of I mean it's it's whatever wolf you feed, right? Whether you feel feed the negative yeah. wolf or the positive one, it, it depends on what you um you know what you get more of. And I think that's definitely something that I've I've, I've definitely battled a lot. Uh, but I definitely think it's also different if you're if you if you're a man or a woman on on compliments. Yeah. I mean, there's you know I'm, I'm, there's a there's a big debate there about you know men like we they don't get a lot of compliments it's not something that you do and i've you know i've got some friends or there's definitely articles that i've read about um you know that time when somebody gave a guy a compliment and you know you'll ask them they'll they'll tell you they'll be able to tell you you know i'm, I'm with how, with how many things they've got on their hands about how many compliments they've actually ever received in their life whereas you know with women you're completely over bombarded with being hassled and and guys chasing and you know bombarding compliments compliments at you so on one side you've got you know one one gender that's absolutely drowning in it and the other one that's completely starved from it so I can understand that that's possibly quite difficult for two for the two sexes to you know to understand the other person's point of view or think what's the point why would I need to you know why would a woman need to compliment a man because you know we're full of them and they don't really you know they're more of a hassle and a burden to us than than you know than than the other way around. I think that's the thing we don't have a happy medium. We have very extremes. So it's like, it's like you mentioned, Andrew, when you look at men, the complementary side of it is very, very different. And like you said, with women, I think, I think we're, really, we're really good at empowering other women. We can, we can say a lot. There's so much we can say without it being looked at as like, okay, that's a bit much. We're, like you said, we drown in it. And for men, it's the complete opposite. It's, it doesn't happen. And I think there has to be a happy medium where men should feel confident enough or comfortable enough to receive and give compliments and women should be able to acknowledge that yes there's good about themselves but men are also worth complimenting and keeping in mind as well and I think it's a, it's a very big it's, it's I think it's a lot to do with the what what is expected of a male and what is expected of a female and the expectation for a male is so much more higher because 
it's this is a man they're supposed to do everything it almost comes as though with a presumption of well he's a man he has to do everything and that's not the case so again it goes back to having a happy medium and not two extremes because anything in its extremes will have consequences yeah. and i think that's something that we see now where you know there's there's if you look at the quantity of men and women and i think this was something i, I sort of watched a while back they were looking at men who suffer with mental health and women who suffer with mental health and they were saying that actually the male population the amount of them that have mental health issues but don't go to a therapist or don't go to a psychiatrist it's down to the fact that men are seen as these hard people and they're okay they're fine it's women that need all the support so you've got to find a happy medium yeah yeah i think i think it's also you know what's a compliment would you actually say that mm. as in you know the word the word with compliment if you think of the perspective of what women receive which is like oh love shows your tits or wolf whistling they're not <laughs> you know they're not compliments yeah. are they but they are seen as compliments um mm. as in you know they i think they do have quite a negative annotation to them um for that for that factor so i do think that now you know it is kind of seen like complimenting somebody on their shoes or their dress or whatever it can be like oh this dude was hitting on me because he liked my mm. shoes um so i think on that on the aspect of of being a guy it's always before it even kicks off you're already on the back foot because you know you girls are drowning in these compliments in regards of what we do with being seen as as we're hitting on you when actually you might just think that oh well actually she's got quite a nice pair of shoes i wonder where she got those from or i bet they're comfy mm -hmm. um so I, I i think what it is is that they're, they're pretty empty compliments and that's the mm -hmm. that's the thing whereas if you go down the line of what we did to each other at the beginning of this change what we'd see of what we're thinking of each other um what they are they're they're they're, they're precise compliments they are positive things that we recognize in the other person that we wish to tell them that hey we like this of you um so i definitely think the the types of compliments you get is a also also matters like just a just a compliment on that scale of you know doesn't really doesn't really carry a lot if it's if there's no weight behind it um so i think with compliments you know maybe less is definitely more but um but also being being precise and thoughtful you know i think that's if you if you went out of your way consciously and think that every time you meet somebody you compliment them on something precise and something different every time and give them a reason why you like that i wonder what that effect would have on on that person you're doing it to to every time that you know they see you because every time that they leave you they're always going to feel a little bit better about themselves because you've put something that's positive there of them into uh you know into into their mind and you never know i mean look when i'm when i'm when i'm when i used to go out on my motorbike and i you know and i feel lonely even though i'd be surrounded by people just getting when you're on a motorbike you see each other you give each other a side nod of recognition of just like saying hello um and just that acknowledgement 
that you exist, you know, on the dark day can carry you for, you know, carry a long distance. Um, so, so yeah. So what's the, you know, what, is that something that you, that you would do? Would you give that a go of just giving people that you surround yourself with, you know, um, is that a complex compliment? I wouldn't know really what the term for, for that is. And do you reckon that you could actually change somebody's way of how, you know, they see you or even better see the world by, by, as you know, a simple gesture as just, as just that. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of an example that Charlotte, who isn't with us today, <laughs> but hopefully we'll be able to drag her in at some point um what was that that was Lindsay just sneezing <laughs> sorry yeah i was gonna blame it on santi <laughs> i was gonna i was no, gonna no, blame no. it on charlotte i thought she'd come back to yeah charlotte own. just <laughs> tuning in for a sneeze <laughs> but i would definitely drag charlotte on here one day but yeah, i remember yeah. that she spoke one time about a person that she, random stranger had smiled at her and it had made her smile and this was many many years ago and it was one of those memories which you know could easily have fallen into the kind of irrelevant category and been lost forever but there was something about that experience and the way that it really made her feel and you know brought her into that moment and she has consciously made an effort to pass that smile on um and i think it, it's very similar to what you've just said there is, there is power in these messages that we share with not only the people that we know and love, but with the strangers in the world. Something as small as passing on that, that smile. In fact, there's a beautiful, funny poem that was something about a smile being contagious that was written on the wall of a, of a restaurant when I was a kid. Uh, they had a big logo of a giraffe and this beautiful poem about smiles being contagious, encouraging people to smile at each other around the restaurant. And to this day, I remember it to That's this day. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. But it I shows, think, doesn't it? Yeah, These totally. things have an impact. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think what, well, you know, I don't know. I think like we spend so much time in our own heads. And I think it's so mm -hmm. easily when you're in a, when you're in a, you know, when you're in there, the things speed up and you, you think quicker and it gets heightened, you get hotter, um, you know, and from, from that heat you get, you start having a rant, then that rant becomes an argument, then you become so judgmental, then you get ragey. Um, and then, you know, at the same time you're sitting in fucking traffic for six hours a day, you know, it can all really just start building up for it so i think something as simple as a smile is enough to pull yourself out of your head and be like oh shit actually what the fuck am i on about here you know so it's 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 important it is important i think it's about finding enjoyment even in the smallest of things nothing is ever too small and i think once you once you start to practice that the the bad times become that little bit easier to work through and those tough mornings become that little bit easier to get up and get on with your day and do what you need to do. Yeah. But is it very, very powerful? Just the smallest of things, keeping it regular is very, very powerful thing. I think that this draws into what you guys were discussing before as well, in the sense of seeing each other as well. 
because and I feel we haven't given enough attention to Samaya. Yeah, I'm with you. Your, your compliments are still <laughs> yeah. coming, mate. We'll get yeah. around to it. We'll get around to I've it. Been, I've been happily uh, just, you know, pointing us in different directions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we've seen right through that. I know. Uh, yeah. And now it's time. As you said so eloquently earlier, it's your moment. Um, because you are not only uh, an artist in your paintings and in well, the, the beautiful logo that you've made for Peel That Onion, but you are an artist in just your very essence. You make the world a more majestic place. You bring creativity in an embodied way. And the way that you just can, can bring that flair to the way that you share yourself and see each other is just absolutely astonishing. And I know that just like Andy shared that he's had some tough times, I've had my own tough times, you've had your own tough times. These, these times that you share, that authenticity that you share are just, it's, it's with such an open authenticity that you share yourself that you give other people that space and that courage and that willingness to share themselves with you and with the people around you. And when we're feeling that we can't give ourselves those compliments, I think, actually allowing ourselves to absorb the compliments the way that other people see through our darkness can be so 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 valuable there are so many moments in life when we are unable to speak to ourselves kindly but in that moment we can always if we choose draw on the compliments that other people have given us the, those authentic ones that you were mentioning, not the mundane ones, not the surface level ones, but those deep ones. But they can never make those compliments if they don't, if we don't allow ourselves to expose ourselves in that way, that if we don't allow people to see our depth. Absolutely. And I think it brings to mind something that Andrew mentioned, actually, which was if you complimented someone in a different way, how would it impact them? And I guess the way I'm looking at it is like with my family, for example. So if my mum's, if I know my mum's had a particularly rough night, she's not slept well. And you can just normally tell by the next day, isn't it? It just seems a bit out of it. So normally we'll just start with, oh, you look really nice today. I like your dress. She'll be like, oh, thanks, whatever. And then that night she's had a really good sleep. Then the next day, you know, it's, 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 it's just sort of like, how are you feeling today? She goes, yeah, I slept really well. I go, yeah, you can tell. Your eyebags have gone down. You look a lot better, a lot happier. Have you eaten? You know, it's those small things. And it's, it, it, it does make a difference. And I think what you've, what you've said, which is about exposing ourselves and allowing people to see the hurt, I think that makes a relationship with, the, with someone that much, that much better and that much valuable because you know, you know this person gets you. And you know you don't have to think twice about what you're going to say or what you're going to do or how you're going to go about it because you know they're going to understand you. And there's been times with you now where I've not been in a good place and I've messaged you, we've had a little chat and it just feels so easy because you don't have to worry about what someone else is thinking and you're mm -hmm. just able to be. And mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's such a wonderful thing and I wish people opened up more because it's it opens just a different world altogether and I love it it's absolutely amazing so what I got from there was which I think is fucking beautiful is art in her very own essence um and that's you know I think that definitely 
I think that's totally right. I think that's such a nice, a nice saying, um, because it is true. You know, there's the we can tell there's a lot. There's been a lot of darkness in your life, um, and you know, we can also tell that that you've you've carried that weight on your shoulders for a really long time. But at the at the same time, you know, you every time that we see you, that there's this brightness in you um that we can see that's just really trying to pierce out and and shine onto the world um and and yeah i you know i think i think natalie definitely summed it up a lot better than i can but how does hearing that how does that make you feel um i appreciate it that's definitely one thing i appreciate it and um I mean, slightly uncomfortable, if I can be honest. <laughs> slightly uncomfortable because, um, oh, how do you put it? Um, I think slightly uncomfortable because um, when you've not heard that from anyone and you don't see that in yourself, you sort of, you sort of doubt it a little bit because you think, mm, are they saying it because that's what they see or are they saying it to be nice? And it's it's almost like it's almost like small talk when someone says how are you, you know they don't really give a shit about how you feel. It's just common courtesy. When you see someone, you say hello, how are you? And when you meet someone who takes it seriously and they say you know how are you and they say well actually I've not been too great or I've been really good. I did this. I did that. It's like that. It's very very different in that sense. So I think it's still um, it's still sort of battling with that. And I think something that I've learned through many wonderful years of therapy, which is look at hard evidence that you have. And I think from, because of what both you Nat, and Andy have said about me, and I really appreciate it. I think I believe it that little bit more because it comes from you guys. And I know you guys as people, you're not bullshitters and you're very honest. And again, you guys have shown, have opened up, you've been vulnerable and, I I sort of find myself believing you guys more because I know you as opposed to if it came from someone else I'd probably be a bit like well you gotta say something nice you can't really meet someone and say well actually just to let you know you're a bit shit sometimes but there it is so I sort of believe it a bit more because it comes from you guys and we've sort of built that relationship if I can say yeah with you I get you um, I, th- I think you definitely should sometimes when you've got a friend or a family who's being a bit of a cock and being a bit of shit, you should definitely pull them up on it. Um, mm. Because that's how we learn, right? I mean, none yeah. of us do that. Hopefully none of us do that intentionally. Mm. So either, I, th- I think I've definitely learned a lot of the time if I do have friends who are being pricks, then they're, they're, they're struggling. There's something that mm-hmm. they're struggling with and they need, you know, they're, they're venting or they're raging about something. Um, so usually it's the ones that, you know, that, show the hate the most hatred are the ones that need to be loved the most mm. um and that leaves me with how are you is such a fucking shit question to ask people from what you just mentioned there um personal favorites uh what's happening what else do i do what's happening are you happy and my ultimate favorite are you okay and seeing because it's true like instead of just saying hey how how are you it's like yeah good how are you 
but just mm. you know you, you know you're not in the, when when somebody says how are you i'm not envisioning anything but when mm. somebody says are you happy or are you okay that makes my mind think um check am i okay am i happy ground mm. control hello anyone in there what what's what's you know what status how will what we replying to this um which kind of implements a deeper you know a deeper thought and a, and a deeper connection that you can go straight into if you if you don't like small talk so definitely how are you is such a we've got to stop saying it it's it's pointless yeah. yeah and the way that you say it and the space that you make because when you just leant forward into that camera and just said are you okay you know it's like whoa that, it puts you in that that spot like you were saying Samaya like that you actually mean it that you're yeah. you're actually they care about that and I was going to say like from personal experience Andrew just tends to go like oh you're around for a call and he'll phone me and I'm like oh gosh you know what's going on and you know he'll have his video call on and he's like what's up you know and then I'm like you know this is how he'll it is right it's not how are you it's like what's up yeah what's up and and then he'll spend like 20 minutes preparing his dinner so I'm just watching him clatter around like should I should I be writing an essay or is something about to happen or blah 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 <laughs> right so are you okay it is yeah oh, I just and then it I, is. I love that I, I love that um what I what I like doing is that when somebody pops into my mind um I I tend to give them a call and see what's going on. And what I think it is, it's it's the Pavlovian theory with cooking. Is that once I'm cooking, I'm like, oh, I should check in with that and make sure. <laughs> and I think I've just kind of self-trained He's myself. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, it's only with dinner. It's only. I, I wonder if there's a specific food or so that I cook that I go right. Check in with Nat. See how she's going on. Um, I mean, I kind of have learned to love it, but it was very confusing at first because, and it's interesting that you bring up phoning people because I don't know about your guys' experience, but I feel like I'm from a generation where it's not normal to be on the phone necessarily. It's normal to send text messages or WhatsApp messages or, you know, social media kind of, everything is typed or now you've got voice notes and stuff. But to actually old school pick up the telephone and check in is it seems that this is something lost and i wonder if that is a sense a level of communication that's often lost this is why i really value these uh these online yeah i mean i think you could you could be onto something there you could be onto something there because the thing is what we have now in terms of different different modes of communication it's been made so easy for us because we have so many options. It can be from something as simple as sending a text, sending a voice note. If you're on any social media, send a message, do this. It's, we've got such a big variety. But I do have to say that I quite like what you do, Andrew, which is picking up the phone and talking because I found that I do that myself now too. And what happens with me now is if we'll have a phone call, and if we still want to chat afterwards, we'll probably move over to like a video call. I think I use video call and voice notes more than anything. And um, I think it adds, it adds a little bit, it adds, it adds something to it, which is just different as opposed to text messaging and stuff. I prefer over the phone or a video call or a voice note. I don't like being much of a texter because I always have a lot to say. 
So I sit there like yeah. this for hours, like writing, writing, yeah. writing, and then like, oh, for God's sake, forget I it. I think what, it's easier. what my concern with those voice messages is that, you know, say you're meeting up with somebody, you can be like, yeah, pub two minutes, as in a text. Whereas in the voice record, it's like, hey, man, so yeah, I was thinking maybe we should, um, <laughs> you know, should we go to, um, like, the pub, say, should we go to that one? I haven't been there in ages, you know, and it just fucking drags on. And you think, I've got to sit there and hold the, hold the button to listen to this when it's taking up my time instead of just get to the point, mate, you know, two minutes, see you at that pub. Okay, bye. Um, so I think if you do leave voice messages, you know, understand that time is precious. This is coming from the person who phones me up to accompany his cooking. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to make sure that I am spending. <laughs> no, but it's but that's for just for quality time. But for quality time, just to have a catch up while I'm doing something else. But I mean, if you, the the thing is with with voice messages is that they just take up so much so much time when when and you're just depends. trying to get to the point of something but it is yeah i just it mean depends. with the voice message i think, it I think it's important just to get to the point like you would in a text you wouldn't mm. text hey uh and uh <laughs> you know you just be cool what's happening okay we're doing this yeah i can just, just imagine you know. andrew like responding going oh for god's sake if you have something to say can you just, just ring me and say it? it just give just me a call <laughs> i want to hear your voice i want to make sure you're all right like it's not it's not too difficult but what I do like about the voice messages is that they're they're nice to have. It's actually nice to hear somebody's to hear somebody's voice, especially with lockdown. Um, you know, leaving those little voice messages are actually quite nice because you know, what is if you lose somebody and you don't have anything with them and then you know now you've got all these messages that they've sent to you that you can um... of them going, uh, uh <laughs> you want to go to the <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> well it's, it's funny it's funny you talk about voicemails i was watching this video the other day and uh, it was this guy's funeral and part of his funeral was he wanted the priest to play to play something before he was buried so they put the casket in and they press play and it was a message for all his loved ones so from inside the coffin where the recorder was they pressed play and he was knocking on, he was like, there was a noise like knocking, going, Oi, let me let out. Me out, let me out. I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm still alive. Oh. <laughs> me see, I, that just cracked me up. And you could see people who were crying just all of a sudden burst out laughing. I just thought it was the most genius thing ever. Yeah. I thought, you know what, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed you that see, video. Mm, yeah. I've not seen it, but it makes me realize that something that I've been reflecting on lately is how close the experience of laughter and uh, absolute tears, you know, trauma is it, that that humor and trauma is so insanely similar if you if you think about it. And I think there's meaning in that, possibly for another time's discussion. But Humor yeah. trauma. I'm going to write that down so we just uh, yeah. write it down. It. Get some of you that write, wisdom written down. down. <laughs> you write that down. No, Nat's tired. She's taking a rest now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. That's Always definitely writing. so much wisdom yeah. spilling out. We save that for a later day. <laughs> Do you know, I've only, I've only really, because 
I see you guys taking notes and stuff like that while we're doing when we're doing these Wednesday night sessions. I've I've started doing it, and um, I I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, does that make sense? I'm kind of taking notes, but then what? Because I'm, I, you know, I, I didn't. Then you've got notes, man. University. Um, no one it's... teaches you. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> teachers. But I've That's never. The one who's doing like, her dog shirt. For 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 the notes that I'm taking at the moment, they're just purely like, oh yeah, shit. I want to actually respond to that point. Or actually, that's quite a nice quote. And I'm and I'm sort of just trying to read my own writing at the moment. It's difficult enough. But actually, it's it's actually quite nice to um, to write things down or just things that stick into your mind and and um, or what other people have 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 said so I, I definitely think when i'm having a conversation i don't think i could sit there now with my mates and be like how should you hold up let me just grab a pen and paper and take notes while i we mean make it your thing so, you know when when you say i can't who says so and this is i know it's a silly up on it but you know it's just one of those things why not you know if yeah. if you were painting yourself as this picture as as you know the quite kind of quirky uh perhaps in paris and you're an author and you've got that little leather-bound notebook and you're kind of well known for just being like hold that thought you know if you, <laughs> you know if, if you can do it with that kind of persona why can't you why can't you just add it to that list of things? that's true can i, I get can, I, can i just add to context <laughs> natalie put her, put her collar up and put a chin back and we're all like <laughs> I've got no idea <laughs> I don't know either I was me, me being like a, like a lanky Parisian French man that was like had a leather bound thing in a satchel I don't, I I just, and you said it talking at the side of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> probably where my like cigar was coming from or something you know, I don't know what movies I've been watching or what parts of Paris I've been hanging out with but I think the point that I was trying to make is why shouldn't you be that? Why shouldn't you be the person that has a leather-bound notebook that you just keep in your pocket and you write down a little piece of wisdom? If you if you labelled yourself as an author, it would be completely normal. That's true. That is true. And I do I do like writing stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> I do like writing things down. I think it's it's definitely. I've I've just recently. I mean, I've been going through quite a lot of changes. <laughs> I've just recently learned how to write. No, I've, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I've been um, I've so um, for for a bit of history. I for the last four or five years, I've been running an open air cinema comedy called Silent Summer Screenings, and um, we've we've got around about forty fifty areas around the South UK. So everything everything that we have to do per event, we've got to duplicate. You know. 50 times so that's you know 50 contracts 50 different crew 50 musicians you know um 50 different websites 50 different tickets and platforms it kind of it all carries on and so i've definitely harnessed the power of a list um and i think a list is definitely a good one to kind of discuss at another time of what works for lists and what you do to kind of keep your shit together um but it's definitely I think one thing that makes me able to to do so many projects and keep them going is because I do write them down. 
and I do keep in order that if something needs doing it, I'll write, I'll write them down so I know I can do that. And what I quite, quite like um, is having, you know, multiple projects on the go because it's it's quite nice to once you run out of energy with one or you hit a dead end is that you can have a different project that you can pick up take you know carry that change of energy and take it take it further um so yeah i think definitely the power of the list is a good one to to talk another level but it's it, it just helps writing things down doesn't it mm. i mean do you guys review things that you write down or is it there and not necessarily something that you go back to read? Mm, it depends. Like my to-do list, I've got an Excel list that I write it all down and then I I um, put in order of most important to least important. Uh, but writing, yeah, like only really over the last couple of days when I've been doing, I've had a lot of time free up. Um, it's just writing things down on a more on a more deep level and then the following day going back at it and just seeing whether it makes any sense because i think you've got to sleep on it once you've taken notes you need to step away from it and refresh yourself to go back to and see you know whether you're full of shit or not no is it just me or <laughs> no, it was just the way you said it i was like yeah. <laughs> Read it back, see if it's full of shit, see how it sounds. Because <laughs> you do, you gotta you gotta make sure that what you're yeah. writing makes sense to you. It's so easy to kind of go mm. down a rabbit hole and see see where it goes. Mm. Yeah. Well listen guys, we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Um so as we do usually, and I think it's quite a nice um tradition to continue, um let us briefly know how you're feeling after this session and what you're looking forward to in the upcoming week i think rabbit hole is a very good uh, phrase that you use there because it's so easy for us to go down this rabbit hole because we seem to have this you know beautiful balance between having completely different backgrounds completely different stories that we bring to the moments that we share together yet at the same time within that we have this mutual interest in just exploring just exploring and i think this has been a really interesting as as ever stimulating inspiring discussion about all sorts of things and i'm really glad that andrew's got himself a little notepad because <laughs> i'm very much looking forward to uh seeing what he's written down and seeing what we can explore next time but once again i just wanted to thank you so much for for making this happen and for both of you sharing this moment with with me today um it's just always been a pleasure lovely Thanks, I, think, I think I'll add, um, yeah, I mean, I second with Nat. <laughs> I quite like the uh, rabbit hole thing. I've forgotten what the phrase was. What was it? Just rabbit <laughs> hole. Just going yeah, down the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I, I thought it was something a bit more eloquent than that. I don't know why I remembered it. No, it just came from Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> I quite like that as a topic. I, I'll pretend I didn't hear that, Nat. Um, <laughs> we can edit uh, it out it's fine pretend I'm yeah. nice, I'm nice. 
<laughs> no, I think I'm with you in a sense where that's quite an interesting topic, especially when it comes to us and we talk. It, it, yeah, it, it goes, it gets deep very, very quick. Um, and again, like you said, now I'd like to say thank you, Andrew, for putting this together, for your lovely onion analogy and your your enthusiasm and your creativeness. I mean, absolutely amazing. And um, I'm really glad you've done this because it's yeah. I mean, it's we've laughed a lot, which is great. It's always a plus, and we've been able to discuss things that sort of mean to us as well. So it's been really, really great. So thank you for doing this and for cool, getting this man. together, really. No, mate, thank you for being you. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's been nice, hasn't it? I was quite, quite a bit apprehensive before doing it, um, thinking, should, I, should we do it? Shouldn't we? You know, what's the deal? I mean, you know, there was a self-doubt in regards of how many things you do. You're still always going to have them. Um, but as always, I'm happy that, that we've kicked this off. And, you know, we're, we're sure we're going to, the next one is going to be dissecting this podcast, see what we thought of it, see what we like to take away from it, and then and then carrying it further. So, um, so yeah, so we'll, sure we'll catch up on tomorrow night in the other group, and then we can debrief them. Um, but, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it as that. Thanks so much for joining and, and catch you next time. That's it, team. Thank you so much for listening in and I hope you managed to take something away from it. For more of our podcast, check out peelthatonion.com where I'll be uploading our latest sessions and also recommending movies, podcasts and books that I think you would enjoy. Also, this podcast obviously can be found at your usual places, so make sure you find us there. And finally, if you're struggling mentally, please reach out to someone. If you need help or feel lonely, if you're not comfortable with that, drop me an email. Also, drop me an email and let me know what you thought of the podcast, things you would like us to go into, and, uh, of course, pictures of your cats. The address is peelthatonion at gmail.com, and we can take it from there. That's it. Be kind to yourself, and I'll catch you later.